everybody. Welcome to the 104th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. Damn, 104? That's crazy. And before we get started, just a quick reminder to please check us out on Patreon if you want to get some cool exclusive benefits like access to our Discord and Livecast. And another reminder that all the Fest footage is up now, so if you want to see all the uh, all the eight sets from Math Core Index Fest 2023, you can go watch that on YouTube now. Christian put a lot of work in that shit, man. Not really. <laughs> I For just not having of, a filmer, you filmed and then just, you edited. Yes, you put in a lot of work. There I'm was patting you on the fucking thank shoulder. Thank you. Yes. There's literally no editing involved. I... Other than Sawtooth set, there was no editing involved. I literally just threw the cell phone footage up there, did not treat the audio, did not treat the video. Due to Bree giving you content, is that why? Yeah, Bree gave me Shout out Bree. Yeah, shout out to Bree for donating me a, a few songs from Sawtooth set to sort of make it a bit more, feel, make it feel a bit more complete with that second angle. It's honestly like so much better with her, her angle. The multi-angle is nice, you know? Yeah, I couldn't like unzoom with my phone. <laughs> Because it was like so fucking, it was like 100 degrees inside the venue, so I couldn't like unzoom once I had zoomed in. As so. soon as moisture is involved with that screen, it just reacts differently, and you're just like, okay, I guess I'm just like stuck here, that whole thing. I mean, yeah. I get that with like skate clips and everything, just like, can't adjust at some point. Yeah, so I just had to like, sort of recalibrate and just try to like quickly, you know, do hard pans. And you know, of course, when I tried to like go and do like the vertical aspect clips for Instagram, it was like super zoomed in on like awkward places it was like almost like medical <laughs> giving christian one extra shout out and you shut up when i say this okay but this uh naturally if you've listened to past podcasts you've heard this already but uh the filmer uh uh canceled uh, abruptly with christian so christian basically filmed that shit via phone just making that shit not only running the fest but uh filming every set and then a uh, via phone and then putting it onto uh, youtube so shout out yeah, I feel like it's sort of a, a crucial thing it's to content, you know, to memorialize it, to, to immortalize it. But we, how many hardcore sets do we watch back in the day that our phone sets are terrible set, like terrible film sets Quite from like two thousand four? But still play that shit like nobody's business because it's 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 a reference, you know. It's just like it's that time and era, you know. You want to feel that, you want to see it, you know. Yeah, so. like the sawtooth grin live at Papano Indoor Skate Park. Papano Beach Indoor Skate Park. Uh, I'll take any Whitechapel <laughs> set from 2005 past or whatever. <laughs> like Papano Beach Indoor Skate Park is basically going to be crucial shit. Any, any like Whitechapel. Er- yeah, like- you know, no, er- any early aughts thing in a VFW oh, with a lot of mesh shorts. Floor I'm pretty short. sure. <laughs> yeah. There's just something about a floor show in a VFW hall that just really makes my balls churn. It's all about those extra pillars involved. It's kind of like a slims and shit like that. You're just like, oh, I want an extra. No, it really involved. with the lights on. I'm like, wow, I really want to mosh now. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh wow, I got a party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the lights are always on in a VFW, aren't they? Yeah, it's always something like... about that. Yeah, you know exactly what footage we're, that I'm talking about. I'm sure the one where they're like, it's like filmed from behind the drum kit. Yep. Yeah. So you just like see the dancers the from the front. Fun. Yep. Yep. It's so great. Okay, let's do this. Yeah. So. And we're back uh, yeah. after a five-week uh, break here. We took a, a bit of a break after the fest. It just kind of feels natural. There was not very many releases in the month of uh, July to talk about or August. So holding off until now sort of like made sense. But you motherfuckers be ready. Things are about to release here. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's like a ton of good shit coming out here in September and October. So yeah, I'm excited to get cracking again on some new music. And uh, the first release that we're going to talk about is no exception first we're going to talk about the armed we're going to start with that okay it's the biggest profile release why not kick it off with that 
Yeah, so the Arm Dairy Hardcore Collective from Detroit, Michigan. It's going to call it a collective now. It's been such a changing it's, face. It, I think the rotating best thing, cast. It's a collective. That, yeah. That's a nice way to say it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, truly. what else would you call it? I mean, yeah, for a while they were really doing everything they could to obfuscate the identity of the members. So, you know, it really just became a collective, I think, at that point. When, when they launched with Only Love in, yeah. in 2018, I think it was pretty clear that they were... That was like a mission statement for where the, the the future of the band was headed. Not only does this band uh, have a pretty good background so far, as far as uh, just you know playing music and just like producing uh, uh, awesome tunes, but I think uh, they really started off with a appropriate marketing. And oh just, my god! It's like how how do you start fresh and have that marketing behind? I what mean, an insane rebranding of a band! Like they were such a like they were like a, a, a quintessential mathcore band with these are lights in two thousand nine. This yeah. is a completely different band that we're talking about now. I, I feel like this. I just want to shout out to a band that probably invested more money in themselves initially just to fucking like promote and just create this 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 wave that is the arm now mm. so i think it's like uh you know you invest in 2018 and now in you know in you know two, 2023 and now it's paying off the arm kind of stock thing. is going up yeah the arm stock going up so i just whatever this initial plan was whoever is originally the arm just once again here we go we're talking tony about walski him. i think is the, the the core member behind this project who's mm-hmm. also now in genghis tron yep oh yeah no sh- yes dude okay replacing mookie yep but uh Overall, I just feel like here we are. We're talking about him again. Um, I will let you take this off, and um, I'll kind of go from there with this album, though. I See, I'll like- just sort of just to sort of like go back in in the timeline to what we were talking about. I'll, I'll touch on what you're you're talking about in just a moment as well. But yeah, so they they definitely had like a big pivot with only love. Then they released Ultra Pop, which is basically like a wall of sound record. That was on our best ofs, both of us. Definitely. And I think maybe they may have peaked with that record, but we'll get to that as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Tony uh, Walski and Randall Kupfer, they, they both work in media and film, evidently. And they are also both integral in the arms development in like in terms of like the visual contributions to like their music videos and just like their whole overall like visual aesthetic. I think that's basically why they've had such big success. Just a, a chain of incredibly well-directed music videos. Yeah. You got some marketers in the fucking band. Yeah, so that's it's pretty good. Pretty easy. And some pretty huge collaborations on this record. So they're back with their, their fifth album, Perfect Saviors, which they released on August 25th via Sergeant House. And it sees them collaborating. Amazing that they're on Sergeant House, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, wow, this is a... It's, it's a lot different than Ultra Pop. If you're expecting, like the wall of sound stuff it's 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 a lot different i think um even the collaborations i feel like there's less artist collaborations in this as well you know yeah we do have jacob bannon on clone but that's the only guest appearance that i really picked out yep and Um, that's a great fucking appearance by the way he just like sounds incredible for just being up there in age he really just screams so nasty overall i will say right now i do not enjoy this record Oh really? I find okay. it very boring. Okay, it's that's fair. I um, I kind of figured that it wouldn't be your cup of tea. I'm I, know, on the, I enjoy it. It's it's more radio esque, and I know that, yeah, that definitely. it seems to be their approach as well. Definitely. I guess like that kind of thing. One hundred percent. Um, but they, they, I think they're angling to be more accessible. It's very Queens of the Stone Age, and I just like that. Would make sense because of 
who's helping produce the album. I'm coming from a uh, one half of MathCast here, and uh, I listen to MathCore, mathy shit, and really heavy music, and that's what I really focus on. And for this, um, I have no time for this. Um, it's something that's like, um, it's I really I will say this is kind of like the new Code Orange, where I'm like, why am I listening to Billy Corgan again? Like, I just I don't need I don't need this much of a reminder of like what it used to be or what it was. Um, and I don't need a redo of just radio fucking pop. Um, I'm good. I'm good on like radio alternative shit. Like I don't need another band that sounds like Nirvana. I don't need another band that sounds like anything like that. Um, so for this, it's just, uh, just, just, just wet doo-doo. I think for, uh, largely what you're describing is probably due to the production team that we have working on this album. We do yes. have Ben yes. Chisholm of Chelsea Wolf, for example, who is somebody who I sort of was adjacent to growing up, uh, coming up in the music scene back where I grew up, uh, Troy Van Leeuwen of Queens of the Stone Age. So that really makes a, a whole lot of sense in terms of like the, Absolutely. a lot of the production choices. And then Justin Metal uh, Johnson of Nine Inch Nails as well. All, <laughs> so crazy. all involved so on the production crazy. of this album. So yeah, the, I think that the, the team definitely knew what they were doing in terms of like moving this record like into like a, a accessible radio friendly kind of realm. Because, yeah, there's really, you don't have the same characteristics that are anywhere near close to, like, a hardcore record anymore at all. They're basically all gone, with the exception of a couple moments. It's almost to a point, I will say, that I feel like we are entertaining the uh, the hype behind the arm, but is this Mathcore Christian? What would you no, say? No, oh, no, interesting. Definitely. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. felt like it was important for us to cover it anyway. Yeah, because, I know, I know. Because I know. of their backgrounds, and but, a lot of people are fans of the band, so... This review specifically, like I will say, what I'm coming from is just like it's not mathcore, and I really, I just, I knew I, you were I, gonna I'm, like I'm it. Very, I'm very tired of this. I'm just, I, I don't need, to, I don't need, I don't need a new, I don't need a new band to just take new directions. I just got to know you. Why are you already fucking switching up shit? Like I, I don't know. I, I got no time for that. I do think that there are some really good moments on this record, though. Regardless, um, for example, I do feel like. Clone is a really great track. Instrumentally, I feel like that was one of the more interesting tracks. Again, a great feature With Jacob from Jacob Bannon. Bannon. Though. Yes, well, yes. Everything's know, Glitter. I feel like Everything's Glitter is a great track, too. Although it's... This is my biggest complaint of the record, is that the vocals are really reminiscent of Julian Casablancas of The Strokes. And although I do Holy feel like that... Holy shit! Although it, I feel like that does really come through on Everything is Glitter as derivative as the song is, I kind of can't help but love it. Oh, that is, that is kind of strokesy in a way. I didn't even think about very, that. Very, very strokesy. That's clearly what they're channeling on this record. The strokes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But ultimately I, I feel like clone is the, my favorite track, I guess not only just a, as a favor of Jake Bannon. I just, I, I it, it hit me right. You know, but really I just sportive form is the other track that I wanted to cite. What do you like about that one? Well, I think that's the finest moment on the record. First of all, it's like a multi-phase track. You know, it's got individual parts I just really get caught up in. it. Although it's a bit of a slow burn and a stylistic outlier from the rest of the album, when those acoustic guitars come in with that chorus, you just know you're about to be in for an instant classic moment with this record. Um, with the, the lyrics, does anyone even know you? Does anyone even care? And the more that that repeats, it just becomes like a fucking mantra. And it's such a powerful moment when the drums and the synths finally you know, kick back in. Uh, in that crescendo. So I really felt like that was a fucking great moment on this record, despite the fact that it is nowhere near resembling hardcore anymore. <laughs> it's not. Uh, um, but but yeah. you're, see, you're witnessing yeah. a transformation of this band, and that's what I would argue is, is one of the better moments on this record. And yeah, not even mathcore at all remotely, but what I really, I took away from that a lot of enjoyment. But if this band keeps, I don't know, I, I, 
there's something about an uh, a band that like I I listen I, I turn on a band because I you know I have I don't know I don't I don't chase a band through the albums and stuff I feel like I really hope the arm kind of stays consistent at some point because I just I don't know it's just also who are you what's going on who's in the band yeah I guess what's one, happening one here? interesting that point that I think like, Levi is sort of bringing up is like how many times can a band switch up their sound before you just the audience your entire audience feels betrayed. Am I just am, am I going to be like two years down the road just yelling, do ultra pop, do ultra pop, like that kind of thing, like Haven, you know, just like just do, be, you know, like that whole thing, just yelling, just random albums because you're tired of everything else they've done, that whole thing. So, yeah, I don't know. I do think that they peaked with ultra pop. Yeah, for sure. I think that that's the the best record that this band has put out. Now it's 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 definitely a bit more on the indie rock side. There's some, some sleazy tracks like Modern Vanity. Uh, the one, two of burn mind and patient mind and the eighties injected liar too, which, uh, basically has, what is it? It reminded me of Steve Winwood with those fucking horns. Ooh, <laughs> that's not a compliment. I, I thought that that was a really iffy production choice. Honestly. I just donated my Steve uh, Winwood album the other day to uh, just a, a pawn shop just because I didn't want it anymore. Oh my so. God, I would have gladly taken that from you. I love that It was that the Higher Love single. It was just one track on the one side oh, okay. of the 12 inch. It was the one track on the one side of the 12 inch. It wasn't a, a 7 inch. It was a 12 inch track and then it the other track had another the other side had a, the same okay. remix. It was just like, <laughs> it was like, what a waste of wax for this. Yeah, yeah, what a waste of material for sure. Boo, Steve Winwood. But um, I felt like that was a bit of an iffy production choice for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, so Clone, Everything's Glitter, Sportive Form, I feel like those were, like, the strongest moments on this record, personally. Where are you arriving with your score? Like, well, oh, objectively, what do you think? I know it's not... Boy, try, to, try to cast aside your bias, your biases, if you will. This is math Objectively... Cast. I'm going to give it six. Give it a six? Yep. Okay. I would give it an eight. It's not what perfect. What the fuck? <laughs> Listen, it's not perfect, and they definitely moved very far away from what the band used to be originally, but... And I still think that they peaked with Ultra Pop. But this definitely represents a logical progression into a more, dare I say, radio-friendly iteration. Wink, wink, nod, nod, nudge, nudge. I'm upset. <laughs> and uh, I, I think what it, it makes up for, it makes up for, like, the lack of chaos and some nice, you know, sing-along kind of moments that are more universal. Okay. Yeah. Sport of Form, I'm telling you, I, I think that that's a, a pretty universally good fucking track, man. The line hits, and the music video is a little on the abstract side with Iggy Pop kind of doing his thing, but like, once again, I, the more I hear it, the more I love it. Once again, what is going on? Listen, yo, 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 hear me out. It's a style over substance for sure. Hear me out. I'm hearing as you. Far as far as marketing and style over substance for sure. As far as marketing goes, you have this band has been around for not that long. Who is paying for Iggy Pop? Like, what is happening here? Like, even, like, their first album, like, even Ultra Pop had, like, all this, like, huge, like, who is paying for this shit, dude? It's crazy. And nobody really, it's not like they're getting that much attention. It's Does just anyone like, even know you? Does anyone even care the arm? Who fucking gives a shit? Let's play a track. What do you want? Clone? What do you want? Choose it. Yeah, definitely clone. Jesus. I mean, if if I were to, like, recommend someone who has, like, an open mind, I would say go listen to Sportive Form. Because that's the track that's the most transcendent, but... If you're a fan of hardcore music, then you're probably going to want to listen to Clone to, like, dip your feet into this record. Give me some Jake Band tonight, man. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and play Clone, which is track three from The Arms' new album, Perfect Saviors, which came out on August 25th via Sergeant House Records. Here we go. 
So that was Clone, which is track three from Perfect Saviors, and that's off The Arm's new album, which came out on August 25th via Sergeant House. Botch label. So next, we're going to talk about Gendo Wakari. And Gendo Wakari are a grindcore quartet from Glasgow, Scotland. And although this band has been around since like 2016 and they've released a collection of EPs and splits, they just released what I would consider to be their debut long play. Ripper full length. Roku Bungie on September 1st. And man, yeah, this is a fucking ripper. And goddamn, is it such a massive step up in every sense from their previous stuff? Everybody get your shot glasses ready. We're going to drop some fucking key things that we always say here. <laughs> yeah, it's about to happen. Yeah, fans of the anime will no doubt have surmised that this is a Neon Genesis Evangelion-themed band. I even noticed that. <laughs> but um, Look at me! If you're not familiar, Gendo Akari is the main character, Shinji's father, and his true last name is Rokubungi, which means sextet. So. <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't cover this in ma- uh, anime cast. I know. Which, by the way, if you subscribe to our Patreon, you can get access to our super neglected side podcast, anime cast. <laughs> Literally two years, we've been like, God, we really need to do another anime cast, and we just never fucking do it. You, you've been busy. You got married and had a kid. We got, we got shit going on. We're, we're occupied. Legitimate excuses, right? Yep. I moved twice, I think. Oh, I like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like my, my back hurts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's, I a, no, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, to talk about their sound, I, there are just so many switch ups now. I mean, they used to be so like more traditionally grindcore, but man, every track just has so many switch ups. Left and right, um, that it's it's really on a level that is like math grind or math core. It's just like there's more technical arrangements. The riffs are more, the guitars are more down tuned. This is like uh, we're gonna. I'm, I'm going to say it first so everybody can get their their shots ready. But uh, this is definitely more on the MySpace side. One hundred percent. Yeah. I would like to say there's a little bit of a tease going on here because like when I I start listening to it, I hear. The chaotic, like, you know, death grind kind of stuff going on. Uh, math core, power violence kind of uh, attitude. And it really kind of goes toward the power violence side where as soon as you think there's going to be a breakdown in like a see you next Tuesday kind of way, it really goes the discordance axis kind of way where it just keeps going relentless. Both very astute references yeah. to make. And I like, and like, there's this part of me where I was like, the br- and the breakdown and I check my watch I'm like yeah, yeah yeah okay and the breakdown but like it's like it goes in another direction but it definitely is more 
Right, we just agreed discordance access, right? Yeah, see you next Tuesday again is a very, very good comparison. But it's the, because the vocalist, of the vocalist, is like sounds like not Fox. just the vocalist sounding quite a bit like Fox, but due to some of the arrangements. Um, when I hear the especially guitar squeals, it's jo- definitely like Drew. Drew, you know, like the woo! constant, well, the con- yeah, that and the constant pinch harmonics, um, jaw binding in particular, really, really smacked of see you next tuesday one of my favorite tracks there and frail bliss very much giving off those discordance access vibe with those neo thrash takafumi matsubara type riffs you know boy yes yes um dude uh, there's almost some hinting at dissonant death metal like gorguts on exhausting you know it's kind of like those like um not atmospheric i'm not sure what the word is but sort of like haunting kind of like creepy leads you know that are a bit dissonant I go creepy. Let's just go with that. I yeah. like that. But um, ultimately, though, like uh, it, this uh, was uh, unexpected. Wasn't really uh, <laughs> looking to uh, hear this, uh, but man, really grabbed me in the right way. So fucking yep. good. This is my favorite release of this podcast. Definitely yep. my my most most listened to. Listened that, to it about I, ten times. Agreed. For that reason, it's my mo- most listened on this this episode. Uh, they were really just clearly. T- like paying super careful attention to dynamics and yeah. record flow because this this album just has such a phenomenally good flow to it. There's there's fast moments, there's slow moments, there's heavy moments. There's there's just a, a good variety and like a good order. Dare I say the length is very digestible? Twenty five minutes. I agree. Nice, very just digestible. One and done. LP. Fucking yeah. Yeah, most of the tracks are like sub two minutes. Yep. So I'm gonna say uh, my top three. Uh, pity fucking a it's mutual and then lip service are my faves all good there's not there's not a bad track on this album this there's is this like, is like practically perfect death math grind or whatever there's you some call like it. group chanty shit going on there's too. a few chants as like, well yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's on pity yeah pity that's what i yeah, think pity makes, one that, yeah. i think pity is probably the most well-rounded track just for like the podcast purposes because there's just some the, the pinch harmonics the yeah. the fat chugs the nostalgic game wise too really like we're yeah. going that myspace route like that kind of thing yeah i feel like i'm hearing honey you ha- i haven't had sex that is an awkward for the first time these guys also <laughs> remind me of uh jack the stripper Australian uh, band. Yes, Australian band. Yes, Levi yes, with yes. the math chord. You know that cut. one for sure, right? I love yeah. Jack the Stripper. Yep. Sort of a, uh, yeah, sort of an unknown, just really good Australian band. But I feel like that was the one where I was like, I'm waiting for the breakdown. But like, you know what? I like where you went. You guys went more that grind side. I'll fucking, I'll take blast beats. If you're not going to give me that breakdown, I'll take more blasts. It's uh, all good. Yeah, this yeah. record is so good. Beggars man. can't be choosers. I'll take it. There's like little to no filler as well. Maybe like the penultimate track, which is a bit of a breather. But that doesn't feel like wasted real estate to me at all. It's it's only like a minute and a half. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Abhorrent, track one, very very strong. A pity, we definitely both agree. I think that's the the podcast song. Yeah, I would also cite cursed absence. Basically, just a sixty second pinch harmonic fest, but just very very fucking memorable. Uh, jaw binding. I like the arrangement on that one. Despise that has like the most the biggest breakdown, the moshiest moments of the album for sure. Yeah, um, despite the fact that their influences are quite apparent, this is such a fucking good grindcore record. Just super solid in just about every way, and yep. um, so much better than their past stuff. I'd have to give it a 9 out of 10. <laughs> oh, we're going there. Right? Um, yeah. I will honestly... Eight, I mean, 8 easy, but I, I'm thinking... But I, I, listen, I listen to this so many times yep. that I'm inclined to give it a 9. Just to, I can't really pick apart anything I don't like about it. I'll say I've saved it onto my best of list uh, for the year, so I'd go nine as well. I say that th- there's a very likely the arm definitely yeah. on on there. So <laughs> no, sorry, <laughs> I don't know if that's going to crack my top ten, but this is this is probably going to crack my my top ten, if not or my top twenty, if not my top ten. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I support this. I'm trying to be conservative and mysterious, but you know. Are we doing pity or what are we doing for the track? We're doing pity. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and play for you Pity, which is track two from Roku Bungie, which is Roku Bungie? God, I, I really hope I'm not mispronouncing that. And that's Gendo Akari's new album that came out on, what was it? September 1st. Here we go. Frank, yeah, Frank. Well, it's also on fucking. Um, I think it's. I think it's Frank Sinatra. Good old, yeah. This is it, Frank. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's good old and blue eyes. It's also on. What is it? Scarface. He's in the. It's like the club scene or whatever. Because it's probably Frank. The guy's singing or whatever, and then the place gets shut up. Hmm. Yeah. As I recall. Yeah. Stranger in the night. Yeah. Hit my pen, Levi. I'm gonna make him an offer that can't refuse. That's the Godfather. <laughs> you fucking asshole. You fucking asshole. <laughs> His podcast is done. You fucking asshole. You did that to piss me off, didn't you? Okay, good. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so that was Pity, which is track two from Roku Bungie, which is Gendo Bakari's new album, which came out on. September 1st. Robert, yes, it's Ro- Robert says the good fellas, you fucking dick bags. <laughs> Sorry, I just jumped in. Sorry, Christian. <laughs> Do that again. We got it. We're good. All right. So next, we're going to talk about limbs. And limbs are a mathcore trio from Manila, Philippines. Rippers. And they just dropped their third album, Everything Under Heaven, also on September 1st. And much like the armed. Although everything under heaven still has some chaotic moments, they limbs have really started to move away from the mathcore sound as well on this album. They're really focusing more on um, atmospheric and rock moments. It is a ride if you are committing to limbs and you're like, let me let's jam this one as well. Uh, yeah, I it, I was not expecting this man. Took a little more time. This one also took me by surprise as well. I really was not exper- uh, expecting all the experimentation on this record. They're really bringing in a lot more like electronics more interludes quite a bit of singing guest vocalists like a lot of left field type stuff that you just wouldn't really expect them to do it's really similar to the armed like in a lot of ways like this album reminds me of a lot of what the armed 
are doing and have been doing. I like what's going on here with the with, with limbs, but I would say that it's a um damn dude, it's literally just like the armed where it's a lot to take in at once. Um, you know, if limbs did this, like had uh the record just like you um what was the one that you dropped on Dark Trail? It was limbs. Yeah, I know, but it was was a collective, right? Basically, or was it an actual, uh, just one album? Or it was more of a collection of tracks? I'm sorry. Yeah, we dropped like a compilation. A compilation, thank you. So with that, like, that's what I knew from limbs because it was a a collection. And now this new drop, like, it's a lot to take in at once. Just kind of like the armed. Yeah, that first album was... Sorry, go ahead. That's my only critique. Is like, once what you were saying is like, there's a lot of like... Not only is there more atmospheric stuff going on, there's screamo elements. Screaming, yeah, screamo. Well, I like it. I like that. I, I like that. But also, just like the the addition of the vocals and stuff, like there's a, <laughs> there's a major direction going on here. Uh, I really favored what Limbs was before, um, but I I enjoyed this. But it was overall, I guess I favor past Limbs to what this is. Um, but it, it, I need more time with this record as well. I mean, Christian and I jam this like we have we we listen to uh, the albums for maybe a, a month tops before we get to review them on the podcast. Sometimes know? more, but yeah, sometimes more. Hopefully, you know? ideally three months if it's like a a big release. We'll have the the press release for it. But yeah, so that's not always anyways, the case. anyway, um, uh, yeah, uh, I, I really I, I enjoyed this overall, but it was not the limbs that I was expecting. I feel you. Yeah, it's it it's a bit jarring. There's, yeah, they just, they're really, they're really trying to like branch out into some more, I hate to repeat myself, but just some like more accessible territory on this yes. album. And some mo- moments like the emotive, the demon overheard, that one really was hitting some very like melodic kind of like screamo moments for me. <laughs> um, and- They have always nailed that screamo side in a way though. They've, I mean, like uh, the vocal styling and everything like that. But I, I see what you're saying with that one track, uh, more like um, melodic screamo. Maybe, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, just like yeah, yeah. It, the, the pace is so much slower on this record that I found it to be a bit sleepy, I think, is where I, I just keep mm, landing. That with. melodic side, baby. I mean, it's the pace is considerably slower and the payoff of the chaotic moments is way more fewer and far between. Um, like on the track, A Terror Divine, which that takes a minute to get cooking. Like it takes a minute to get to like a fast part. You just said it, the payoff. Yeah, that's what. There we go. It's it's it, the payoff. What I would perceive to be the payoff is, you know, it takes a bit longer to get to those parts. We've mentioned this on the podcast before. Like, you got to put the work in before that breakdown comes. That whole thing. But this is like, like the whole argument. Like, oh, you gotta you gotta get fifteen hours into the game and then it gets good. Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, not, yeah. That's not. <laughs> yeah. That should not be the gold standard for how we judge things. Like, exactly. You know. Yeah, there's there's many tracks just have like a have a distinctive shift. So it's just like, you know, it, it pops out here and there when there's like those chaotic moments. But, you know, they're, again, they're very few and far between. This record is way more indie rock or um, just it's, it's just way more experimental. Yeah. Um, especially track three, like that, that, that indie rock kind of like riff. I mean, there's like a converge part at the end of the track, but it really just like it kind of sounds like... Um, they're using like a fuzz pedal. It's like a different sounding like guitar tone entirely. I just was yes. not, yeah. I was not expecting that at all. You know what? Honestly, um, I'm going to say right now, I'm going to go right to my favorite tracks. Cause I feel like I keep diverting towards, uh, what I don't like about this, this sure. release, um, and limbs. I fucking love you. Uh, I would say 
a terror divine. Yeah. And then Hope Belligerent would oh. be another okay. one I enjoyed. Second Survivor. But also just Terror Divine. That, that'd be the one. That's, so. a, that's the podcast track, clearly. But yeah, uh, Second Survivor, I know that's like more like one of like the left field tracks, but I feel like they're pretty successful in executing whatever it is that they were trying to do there. Like they're more like electronic kind of driven stuff. It's definitely electronic. Yeah. Yeah. And the Demon Overheard, again, with the, the Screamo elements, I feel like that was one of the stronger cuts as well. But yeah, admittedly, I have a bias for the more chaotic sounds of their older stuff. Like that first album was definitely more like MySpace-y. And I, I really, really like that last album in particular. But And I have a really special place in my heart for chaotic music out, out of the Philippines, as you know. And for whoever is listening to this like, and has not listened to Limbs, like... Listen to this album, but also go back to the, the to what was before. Like both, I mean, you're gonna like one or the other. Yeah, I really would like yeah, to say totally. you're gonna like. There's one a or the lot other. that you. There's a lot to get into when you like you find limbs for sure. They have yes. This is their third album, but I gotta say, yeah, I I don't think that many of these songs landed quite as strongly as they were intending. I, I feel like the record is a bit sleepy, and although it picks up on the second leg with like second survivor. Um, yeah, and the conclusion of this album does hit very strong, by the way. It sounds like Dillinger Escape Plan Dissociation, like the last track. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's just the, the first leg of the album is a little too, I don't know. Yeah, it just doesn't really get to the parts that I want quick enough, I guess. Yep. We, we, I would give it a 6 out of 10 is sort of where I'm landing with this s- one. Okay. Which is like hard for me to to give that rating because I I love this band, but yeah, I just I was not vibing with this record. I'm gonna go with you six. Yep. But I do think that um, in terms of like the stronger moments, yeah, Terror Divine is it. So we're gonna play for you a Terror Divine, which is track two from Everything Under Heaven, and uh, that's off Limbs's new album that came out on September first. Here we go. Yeah. 
All right, so that was The Terror Divine, which is track two off of Limbs' new album, Everything Under Heaven, which came out on September 1st. So next, we're going to talk about The Gorge. And The Gorge, oh fuck, The Gorge are a progressive metal outfit from, quartet rather, from St. Louis, Missouri. And they dropped their third album, and their first album in seven years, no less, Mechanical Fiction, on July 28th via Pelagic Records. Definitely going back for this one, but we felt like it was necessary. I really feel like our audience is going to enjoy it. As far as math core sense, absolutely, dude. It's more like proggy and a lot more long-winded, as you might expect from progressive metal type stuff. But I I feel like this was a, a must in terms of like albums we needed to cover from July. Hear us out. We have an elevator pitch for you guys with this band, okay? So, was originally instrumental, right? Yes. Pretty proggy, right? But what do we always say in the podcast most of the time when it's instrumental? We need some vocals. They added the fucking vocals. They added some vocals. So here we are. We got the gorge. And they new, picked up the attention release. of Pelagic Records in the process of, of doing I so. I do evidently. not who know what that, that is owned by the guy from the ocean. So Holy shit, really? Yeah. Oh, motherfucker knows what's going on then. Okay. All right. Never mind. Wow. I saw the ocean in Fargo way back in the day. Such an epic band, dude. Wow. They have uh, Paul from War From A Harlot's Mouth drumming for them currently. Pew, pew. Yeah, and what a comeback this is, man. Like, you, you can't really expect after such a gap, but, you know, especially just be- between releases, but this is easily their best album. And Agreed. Obviously, it's due to the inclusion of vocals. Because their previous stuff, as we have established, you know, have established, did not have did not. vocals. <laughs> yeah. And I, I felt like it was definitely to their detriment, and there's just a lot more... You know, there's a lot more memorable qualities as a result. Robert in the chat says he's gorged. That's good. That's good. <laughs> That's awesome. I will say I don't think they led with the strongest track. For the single? Yeah. Or I, just for the, the, the just, start of the no, album? No, the, the start of the album. Yeah, it, yeah, just, yeah, absolutely. I understand They that. led with one of the weaker tracks, and yeah. it's just because it's. I think it's that, that guitar ostinato just goes on for way too long for an opener. But that's kind of like what this band does. There's a lot of ostinato-type you know groove parts a lot of not like minimalism per se but they really there's some there's some repetition that happens inevitably in what they do and christian might have informed me today that the gorge's last records didn't have vocals so then i had to go back and listen to them i'll be honest with you and i went wow 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 so now i'm actually going with the gorge with a better uh approach i feel because I really enjoy the Better vocals now because sure. before it was more of a snooze fest for me. Yeah. But I really enjoyed this album for the vocals. Um, I thought they were really just like spaced out. I had the time. I was chilling, just like hanging, you know, like it, it, it's, uh, it takes a little bit. Um, the lyric, I mean, you have to take into consideration that it's the guitarist also doing the vocal parts absolutely, too. Absolutely, bud. Absolutely. Um, which makes the arrangements that you're hearing kind of like make a little bit more sense because it's like, okay, yeah, he has to do the vocals and do these like yeah. tapping parts at the same time. They have, they, um, they collaborate with hell artists too, which I really fucking enjoy. I'm so you glad know? you bring that up because they have collaborated with homie the original vocalist the only vocalist rather of lie by mistake and yes, they yes dude they do a botch cover band every couple years as i recall right yeah yes, they do a botch yes. uh, it's been a while since they've done it as i recall but man lie by mistake 
Live by Mistake, fucking another incredible St. Louis. Get out of here with that band. I love them. I mean, St. Louis just breeds some incredible bands. Let's be honest. Yowie, Love Lost But Not Forgotten. Those two, them and Yowie specifically, man, they they both do something. They were on to some shit, man. Um, Anyways, uh, so... uh, I fear they might be coming back. You shush. Don't worry. No, no. Uh, But uh, uh, with with The Gorge, I I want to say my favorite track, uh, The Synapse uh, Misfire. Oh, interesting. Yep. 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 That was not, I did not enjoy that track. Yep. That's track one. Yeah. I feel like the, again, that guitar ostinato just went on for too long. Yep. 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 I, I, I stayed back. I, I, yeah. And there's a little too much repetition on that track in particular, but I did love track two, Remnants of Grief. The the grooves all over that track are pretty goddamn that irresistible. That as fuck, baby. Beneath the Crust, some great arpeggio work. Likewise, there's great arpeggio work all over this album. They really just show some like, some knowledge of the fretboard for sure. Mm-hmm. Earthly Decay, the beginning of that track had some really nice guitar fade-ins. That was a great production choice for sure. Really, um, some really nice dynamics there, volume-wise. And Wraith, the longest track on the album, but man, does it start and finish strong? Worth the time. Yeah, if you can commit to the 14 minutes, when you get to the end of the track, it's got like a black sheep wall, yeah, admiral dude, yeah. angry Fucking, I'm kind of something moment. right now. God damn it. Yeah, absolutely. It's, like, it's so good to the point where I'm like, wow, I really wonder how far that they could take that sludge sound. I want to hear the Gorge do a heavy sludge record a la Admiral Angry yep. and Black Sheep Wall. Yep. It's a really cool buildup, especially, I mean, like, listen to it uh, on the record or just live. That would be a really fun thing just to kind of wait for. You know what's coming. And you it know? starts off like, strong, yeah. too. Exactly. You, but you just know what's coming that at the end there. So it's good. Yeah. yeah. Really, really good. Man, the production and songwriting are both really, really strong on this album. The, the drums in particular are fucking, like, so crisp, so, like, just very well mixed, uh, very snappy. Guitar tones are very nice, perfect for prog. The vocals, I will say, sit a bit low in the mix, but again, it makes sense because we're talking about the guitarist doing vocal duties, so... Yep. I can understand, well, it's it's not like a, a very prominent feature in the mix, so... Yeah, um... Remnants of Grief, one of my favorite tracks. Beneath the Crust, some great arpeggio work on that. A Decision Made, I think A Decision Made is probably one of the better tracks on this album the finger tapping bit is really good on the front end remind me what track is that do you know it's track five mm-hmm. um it's it's quite melodic the, the entire first leg of it is like almost entirely finger tapping and then like it's got kind of like a chromatic um chuggy okay. stop start thing on the end i had to look at the track list i remember that that yeah, yeah. track i i agree as well absolutely uh yeah earthly decay uh, uh, Wraith, also quite good. I think I decided all of these earlier. Yeah, I think a decision was made was the one that I would I would personally go with. It's a little more succinct than the other tracks as well. It's like four and a half minutes versus six minutes. So. Yeah, but pick this one. I like that. So we're going to play for you a decision was made. <laughs> like it was just now. <laughs> oh, and that's oh, just for daddy. shit, man. That's amazing, dude. <laughs> and that's track five off Mechanical Fiction by The Gorge. And that came out back on July 28th via Pelagic Records. Here we go. Whoa! 
All right, so that was A Decision Was Made, which is track five from Mechanical Fiction, which is the gorgeous new album that came out back in July via Pelagic Records. So next, we're going to talk about Ox. And Ox are a mathcore trio from Aarhus, Denmark. And they just dropped their fourth album, The Primordial Blues, on August 18th via Nefarious Records. Nefarious Industries, excuse me. I was going to say correction there. Great name, by the way, Nefarious, great word. What are you up to? (laughs) And this is a bit of a 180 for the band. Uh, The opening track is definitely a bit more progressive metal leaning than their older stuff. And I feel like so much so that it might set the wrong expectation for like a new listener. You know what I'm saying? It's like they really like those, those guitar flourishes and the piano bits are so unlike anything they've done before previously. You know what? I had to think about that for a second. Check my notes. I agree with you. Yeah. They're, they're really, this sounds more like the gorge than it does what Ox used to sound like. Ox used to sound more like a, a botch kind of Gaza sort of sounding band. And now to me, it's like, they're really, there's like progressive metal elements coming in on almost every track. It's still sludgy. It's, it's still, still mathy. It still is. Right. And it's still kind of chaotic. There's still like the chariot, you know, kind of moments as yep. well. Like, yep. but yeah, they're really, um, they're striking out in some different territory on this album for sure. Um, yes, there is a miss here. This might be a critique more than the other ones. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I wasn't really feeling this album compared to the last releases, you know? Agreed. Yeah, I felt like the last album was much stronger than this yeah. one. I Pro- really Production-wise as well. The production on this album is just... That's what wasn't grabbing me as well. It's dude. really awful. I yeah. mean, it's from the guitar tones to the drums sounding like they were mixed by like a high school music class to the vocals just being, I don't know, like really just like lost in the mix. It really is just, it's a hard listen for me. So I will agree with you. The production is really what that, like it's almost sometimes I'm like, why doesn't this taste right? And like, you're like, Oh, I didn't add salt. It's like, Oh right. You didn't add salt. That, that That's the whole thing there. But um, it's I want- not just the production. It's, it's some of the performances yeah. too. It's like, I, I felt like there, some of the parts are really shaky and or just poorly performed, maybe. The Coast, I enjoyed. But everything else, I was a little, you know, kind of lackluster about, ultimately. But the the, the track, The Coast, I enjoyed. That was one of the better, better tracks, for sure. I liked the Song of Rivers, as well as... Oh, I wrote that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah track yeah, two. Yeah. I feel like that was one of the stronger moments on this record, for sure. Uh, the Harispecs... That one definitely felt a bit more like their older material, just with like the added guitar runs. I just felt like the that addition like fit a bit better there. Yep. But yeah, it's like they're still employing some mathcore tropes, but there's just so many more guitar flourishes and arpeggios that one might associate more closely with prog than mathcore. And I really was not expecting that coming into this release. You're more mathcore than the armed, so there you go, Ox. At least you got that going on. Yeah, but definitely the production was holding me back quite a bit yes. from enjoying this this yes. one. You know, and unfortunately, it, yeah, it also felt a bit mishmashy to me as well. To just the um, yeah, I wasn't feeling this one. I'd, I'd have to give it a five out of ten. 
Damn. Okay. Um, I will give them a six because I just have two tracks that I enjoyed: the co- uh, the coast, and then uh, the, the the song of the river. So, yeah, there's obviously some good moments. Otherwise, we wouldn't talk about the record. But yeah, this this was definitely one that I was a bit more critical on for sure. I'm with you, bud. Yep, I respect that. I vote the song of rivers, though. I felt like that was. What was your favorite song, though? Um, the coast, but honestly, I'll go. What track the song, is that? Um, it's. I know that's sort of irrelevant. Boy. Don't worry about it. Then that's yeah, fine. yeah. But let's do. Let's do. Uh, it's a. It's an agreement. Let's do the song of the rivers. Okay, perfect. Yep. Thank you. So, we're gonna play for you the song of rivers, which is track two from the Primordial Blues, which is Ox's new album that came out on August eighteenth via Nefarious Industries. Here we go.
All right, so that was The Song of Rivers, which is track two from Ox's new album, The Primordial Blues, and that came out on August 18th via Nefarious Industries. So last, we're going to talk about Fox Womb. And Fox Womb are a chaotic hardcore band from Gothenburg, Sweden. Big up to my Swedes. And they just dropped their third EP, Even Without Those We Have Lost, The World Still Relentlessly Turns, on August 25th. So to talk about their sound, it's not unlike, I'm just going to come out and say it, the sound that is very well trodden by bands like Converge, especially with that opening track, which just it just feels like it could be taken directly off of Axe to Fall. And? Uh, Cult Leader as well, I think. It's just a Death Wish Inc. very... They're pulling from Death Wish Inc.'s roster. Absolutely. I think sir. is probably a good Absolutely. umbrella statement to make here. A little every time I die, but it's really a, a little converged bit. little handbook there for sure. So The first track, I mean, it's really undeniable. And then Into the Light of God, I mean, that that's a title that is not dissimilar to The Lightless Walk, is it not? Yes. So, here's the deal. The comparison is heavy, Fox Womb. But God damn it. I you really do wear your, your influences good. on your sleeve for yep. sure. But it, it's good though. It's yeah. extremely good. I wouldn't Enjoy. say like <laughs> let's dial it back a little bit. I wouldn't oh, say Oh really? I wouldn't say extremely good. I mean there's definitely some parts where I'm like really digging it. I like I like the vocals. Instrumentals are great. I do feel like the arrangements are a bit clashy. I mean, I'll say right now, I can tell that you were you're from Sweden because there's some very awkwardly placed kind of like mellow, not mellow death riffs, but like melodic metalcore riffs put in there where I'm just like, well, the, where, is, where is this coming from? And then it goes into like a Norma Jean type breakdown. Yeah, yeah. You guys kind of switch it up sometimes. <laughs> it, there. Some, yeah, yep. it can get a bit mishmashy, mishmashy rather. Um, yeah, I think they might be still finding their sound, in other words. It felt a bit uneven to me with all these super up-tempo and almost optimistic sounding metalcore riffs against those sort of like dark hardcore parts it just they weren't the two things weren't vibing together i got stoked on this uh release just i think maybe more um as i hear converge style bands i'm more open to them because i know that converge is like gonna at some point kind of like They're phase away almost you know? there so We're i'm kind of embracing this prediction. like new thing converge you know? will be done in the next five years understandable and yeah, very late, understandable yeah, hang up the towel fucking you guys did your part it's all good i would like, not uh, yeah i would not think twice or, or resent them for that at all but i just um i really embrace this record a little bit more because um i was um <laughs> here, how about this right now my ears yes, Otis, i'm sure my ears this this month have been very open to this uh this converged sound you know maybe you're um, right now he's making me second guess myself I'm just I'm just more open to it right now. How long do you I'm, think that converge? I'm also going to see converge here soon in, the, in like like the three weeks here. Boop, 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 boop. Let me know in the comments. How long do you think? What, how much mileage? Five. Five. They, truly, no. that that is the canary in the coal mine. I think that realistically they could go for another ten or fifteen years, no problem. I mean, there's bands like Cannibal Corpse who are in their mid fifties who are still fucking killing it. Everybody, knock on wood right now. But I'm just saying, if nobody dies, five is fine. Because then you just like you just clock out at five five, I, I after five them, years i feel like after i five see years, them leaving at a high like, note yeah, you know exactly. what i'm saying yeah like, yeah yeah rather than they don't need to be a legacy touring act forever they've played so many shows why would they yeah. they just would play big fests here and there you know yeah 
They do collaborations. Jacob Bannon continues to do graphic design and car covers it, and, you know, um, but is it gonna be does like, production. And, but is it going to be like the Stones, where it's just like, no matter how much money you got, it's just what you do? Got you it. just keep going? Honestly, you that's a best... It? Isn't that you know? that's a best case scenario for them? That's is it fucking, not though? Dude, absolutely. I would love to see them continue. I hope I'm wrong. Just just to be fair, I, I really hope that I am wrong about the prediction. I, I, I'm just saying that realistically, I think that five years is pretty much. Maybe they might run out of creative gas by then. But even then, they just, I mean, the Dusk and Us is such a good album. How do you release such a good album so deep into your career and then follow it up with a better album? Yep. I I, I'm, well, yeah. I think that I think I think, that I think not five a possibility. is good. I think that is a good rule right now. I think as of right now, I think five the end is, is in sight no, for them. No, 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 it's well, obviously the end is in, in sight. terms of for Converge for being like everybody. a touring band, a national, like an international touring. All band. of your oh. ends are in sight. <laughs> There's a lot of speculation <laughs> in the comments as well right now. Too. But no, no, no. Five years. What else? Anybody else other than five God, years? I hope Anybody? now. Says Ollie. <laughs> Ollie, I, don't do that. I, I don't want to see them disband before their time. Certainly, but yeah. um yeah, Dusk and Us, such a good album. I mean, anyways, we're gonna say five right now. Math, math, math cast. Five years you got. Uh, and you got converge if you end up point. hearing this, you know, please, please go as long as you humanly can. Like physically, you, your bodies will allow you to do it. And Metallica are in their sixties and they're still playing, so they're talking about how they're having trouble with some of their more physically intensive songs. But really, but they're not like large isn't playing blast beats, so. He never has. Never has. Never will. Never will. <laughs> he plays a pot and pan super good, though. So you let's, ever heard him play a pot and pan? Like, let's let's do this conversation back to Fox Womb, shall we? So I, I do see a lot of promise in what this band is doing. All the elements are there. Again, the instrumentals are, are solid. There's some some like good moshy parts, good vocals. but um, There are some good moshy parts. Yeah. Absolutely. There's some very, very moshy parts on this album. Uh into the light of gods, but the backhand, uh, back part of that track, uh, blood clots, Hiraeth. Uh, that's Hiraeth is my shit. Yeah, there, I, I don't like the opening riff of the track with how like thrashy and just again axe to fall it is. But yeah, the um, the, the, the heavier parts are quite good. Celestial devourment. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah. That, that yeah, you didn't like that one. Yeah, that wasn't for me. That yeah. was one of the ones I, I wrote off for sure. There's where we differ. You always pick a different <laughs> The odd couple here is what it is. <laughs> Look at us. Yeah, um, I think that Blood Clots or Hiraeth is probably the potential podcast songs, though. I think we both agree on Hiraeth. You pick a producer. Do it. So m- my beef with Hiraeth is that it is very axe to falling, as I've said, like four That's times. The, okay, I, 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 I'm, with, I'm with that riff. Yeah. With that riff. I, I see exactly what you're saying. I'm belaboring that point now, but... I think if we both both agree it's a good track, we'll, we'll play that one. Really? Yeah. Oh man. All so right. We'll play Hiraeth, which is track one from Foxwoom's new album, Even Without Those We Have Lost, The World Still Relentlessly Turns, and that came out on August twenty fifth.
All right, so that was that was Heraeth, which is track one from Foxwim's new album. Even without those we have lost, the world still relentlessly turns, and that came out on August twenty fifth. So before we wrap this up, why don't we just uh, let's just go over some quick some quick recent news tidbits, because I'm still waiting for my ride. <laughs> No, no, honestly, let's go some, because, uh, uh, what? Yeah, so, okay, so today, uh, Euclid Sea Finder just dropped their new single called Corpse Party. And that's off their new album, The Mirror, My Weapon, I Love You, which drops October 27th via... Your boy, Dark Trail Records. Bam, 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 bam. Air horn, air horn, air horn sample. Yep, yep. It's a banger. It's the opening track of the album, which is, in my opinion, sort of. I, I that's, that's always a bad move. I, really? I, yet, like, I had really had to like shut down and compartmentalize a part of my brain that was screaming at me to not reveal the opening track of this fucking album. But I'm not going to argue with the band if the band wants to do that. I'm not going to stand. Gotta do it. Gotta do it, man. I don't stand yeah. in the way of my bands creatively. So that's the album, they, the track they wanted to drop. So we, we dropped it. Technically, the track slaps. It fucking slaps. Dude, it's. Yeah. It goes hard as fuck. I mean, the album was produced at God City, um, Zach Weeks. Super big fan of the artwork as well for the album. Doug Walker of yeah. Secretary. We've established fucking this a, a, last episode, but yeah. Shout out. Um, and then uh, we had a what? Uh, Chris. Uh, isn't Chris got going something? Oh, yeah. Today. Sounding Inspiration just dropped a new album called Exactly What You Thought But Worse Than You Imagined. My friends, let's gather and make them pay. Let's hang them in a video game. Shout out Chris Deering. <laughs> I gotta say, the vocal approach on this album is completely different than the previous stuff. He's like eliminated all like the, the mid kind of like throaty growls yep. and all like the, the the death growls it's all like sass vocals now he uh, he switches logo for this uh record as well so i think it maybe might be a little bit of a switch there. <laughs> i love how yeah. you you mentioned the logo that's no so he did he definitely switched it man it's, like, that, it's the whole a new lot. logo yeah, yeah. yeah he's not doing like the uh the cu space cowboy like cut and paste it's now like two different logos like mashed together kind of i love it it's like ransom letter kind of shit going on have you listened to that yet yep yep what were your thoughts um it's new chris without revealing too much because we're going to talk about it next episode. It is different from everything else that he released. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> That's it true. Is. It is. That's true. Yeah. You have to yeah, you have to give him props for fucking so many albums into his career. Just still finding ways to reinvent himself. I, 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 I think this is safe to say that this has been a consistent complaint is why it's safe to say. Is that I, I feel like he really needs to bring in an actual fucking horn section. That's all we're missing at this point. We need actual horns. If we're gonna bring horns, then bring in an actual drummer. Fucking like at this point, if we're gonna Chris, you bring in, you bring in the. I mean, trumpet the studio. No, no, I mean, no, no, he can no, still no. backline those studio recordings. Oh um, no, I feel that. I feel that absolutely. I think that backlining everything is totally fine. Maya of the cheeseburger picnic showing that perfectly well. Oh, for this. Oh, the live set was amazing. By I, the way. So good. Yep. It, 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 yep. I think it was the hypest. It's like got the most plays on YouTube. So Ripper. Um, another new album that came out today is Progress Regress, which is the 
debut full-length from God's Eyes, which is a chaotic hardcore outfit from Long Island. The Sound and Inspiration will be doing a September, October, and November tour all over the West Coast, so you can catch them with uh, Terror Cell, Serling, and Lower Automation on select dates. San Francisco, or Berkeley, rather, at the Gilman in uh, in November, so we're going to that, because we've missed him the last three times he's been here. Chris, sorry we that we to, missed you. We have to go to that. You're like, Everybody you that isn't from here, the Barry is really fucking big and it takes a long time to get places sometimes. God, it's not big. It just it takes forever to go get somewhere there. that is like theoretically, you know, as the crow flies, like five miles. Especially if you don't own a car. It's but like, it takes it's like, 45 minutes yeah, to yeah. get there. Yeah, or, or just like two hours on BART and that kind of thing. Uh, Poison the Well just announced, this is not really math core per se, but Poison the Well doing a number of reunion shows for You Come Before You. I saw a lot of comments saying that they were never good live. Is that true? Did you ever see Poison the Well live back in the day? No, but every album is a goddamn fucking. All their banger. albums are so good. Were yep. they, is that? Yeah, I don't. I can't. I don't. I can't speak intimately. About also, that. just uh, whoever says that, just like go check out. Go. Che- Sorry. Yeah, go check Seems out a. Just go check. Uh, go check out a YouTube video. I guess to see if they're good live or not. You know, yeah, there's got to be enough. You know, like to check. Regrettably, not watched very many like live sets. What I've seen from them sounded fine, though. CU Space Cowboy dropped a new single, a couple new singles actually. I assume they're about to announce an upcoming album as well. Oh yeah, if you follow us on Spotify, uh, we do a monthly playlist. Go check that out. We just updated that for the month of August. Great Falls just announced a tour. They're doing a an East Coast tour. I think it's the first time they've been out east in quite some time, so you can catch them. Big Pollux just dropped a new single, Members of Floral. And Elaine the Singer. Mm-hmm. New single from 68. Josh Skogin still keeping it going, man. Yep. Yep. Alive and well. Fucking crushing it. It's good, too. Yep. I mean, I, I, it's not like my favorite thing to put on 68, but occasionally it does kind of hit the spot. Skogin is still Skogin, you know? I, I just like hearing him in a rock and roll, con- in any context, really. But yeah, his, just, his vocal chops are so good. Like, talk about an effortless... Also, singer. just like lyrically, he, lyrically he's is a fucking yeah, he's not truly. Yeah. I would put him as a definitely like, even with the religious under, undertones, it's pretty goddamn irresistible. Still, sign me up, baby. Yeah, I, I love him. Yeah, what true artist, uh, and um, he's got God on his side. So, <laughs> oh, thank God. Oh, good, good. I was concerned. Whew. Thank God. Um, what else? What else? This is more like the tech death kind of side, but. Bearing Teeth just announced their new album, The Path Narrows, which is scheduled for an October 20th release via iVoidHanger. One of the better, like, newer gen, kind of like gore-gutsy bands. What else? Um, man, Joanna Ray. That new single from Joanna Ray is so fucking good. That's yes. like, that is like head and shoulders better than anything off their last album. Mm-hmm. Um... I, will, I, will. I felt like one of my bigger complaints from that band was that I feel like they're a little derivative and this new material is just I feel like they, they heard me and they listened <laughs> I know that's probably not even the case they're just doing their thing but like 
I like to think I'm responsible. I do want to give one Screamo Index a uh, shout Ooh. out for uh, record releases um, because we covered shit and then we pieced out and I never got to like have a, a say in this. Uh, but uh, in loving memory, oh, sorry. no, 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 no. I just like uh, just like we never like did like the album drop things. But uh, uh, in loving memory, um, I've been mentioning anybody that's been listening to this podcast forever. I've been mentioning this band for for that time basically but uh in loving memory dropped uh their new ep uh on july 21st uh old school midwest screamo band from des moines iowa and not only like re-recorded shit but also pressed like and worked on like what fucking four new tracks and everybody's in their 30s and 40s and they're doing screamo and it goes right back to just that early aughts late 90s screamo vibe so anybody out there in loving memory go check them out i'd love to see so many just artists thriving in their 30s and 40s it gives me hope for myself as an artist canary in the coal mine baby i mean you just see people on twitter who just really talk like 30 is the death of you artistically and in some ways i sort of agree in terms of like pop appeal but we are not anywhere near that sort of field like i'm all here for the artistic laborings of someone who is older it's like that is sort of irrelevant to me really if it's good music active body active mind yeah you always know what I'm saying like yep. if if they're a a curious artistic soul and they're able to manifest whatever they hear inside their head then like also, Otis, I love you, buddy. <laughs> Otis, o- Otis, you know this rule. Otis, if you don't use it, Excellent. you lose it. You're, dude, you're killing it, bud. And Otis Chamberlain, man, you were a fucking legend. From ornithologist to Akaname. Akaname is now back, by the way. <laughs> to, to fucking, uh, to Infinite Hex, which is such like a, that is still a unique animal. I haven't heard anything like Infinite Hex yet with the combination of modular synthesizers and cyber grind it just it gives me hope love, love to see that uh a couple quick just like self plugs meth witch Indwell vinyl is in and i'm doing my best to get it out as quickly as possible i know some of you probably ordered it so just please be patient while i get the, the last of them packed and shipped levi wasn't able to help me this round so. oh you guys tell me down the river like that no oh, I, I that was like levi the most diplomatic <laughs> way to put that I didn't say that you fucking left me hanging. Levi can't help. She's fucking, uh... Levi decided to go do drugs and have sex <laughs> yeah, instead. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> but yeah, um, and just word of the wise, we're about to put up ten more, uh, overstock copies of every variant, so if you missed out, you have another opportunity to, to pick up on that. It's a double LP, though, so prepare your wallet. Uh, what else? Uh, Black Sheep Wall are hitting the road with Hexus. Uh, yeah, so Hexus doing another U.S. Man, talk about a fucking, along with Chris, who is the hardest working person under underground music right now, as far as I'm concerned. Yep. Hexus are coming back to the U.S. again for a November through December run. Ooh. I mean, if you recall, we saw them play to nobody with Steak Sauce Mustache in San Francisco. So they were so good. They were incredible. They were, really good. They were mad that. But they were good. They were mad, though. They were very I, I can't help but bring that up every time. I'm so bad. But they were good, though. They were, like, damn good. They were very, very good. Copenhagen just fucking makes them different, man. Something in the water out there. Some money. Horsewhip just announced a new... Is it a new EP? Via Iodine? You know about this? 
It's got to be iodine. Okay, maybe it's an LP, because why would you put a 12-inch vinyl on? There's two new songs you can hear right now, though. And that is members of Combat Wounded Veteran and... Come on, homie. Um, Somebody else, some other notable screamo. There's some very good pedigree behind this band. Yes, thank you. Suffice to say. Reversal Man. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Excellent. Well done. I was like, as I'm typing, I was like, oh, you put me on the spot. I knew he could do it. (laughs) I knew he could do it. Like scrolling. Oh, the Callous Dowboys just announced a new EP called God Smiles Upon the Callous Dowboys. I'm not going to lie. I don't particularly care for the title, but there's a new single out now called Waco Jesus. You can hear that. I also say it, it's a bit of a, a stylistic departure from their other stuff. It, I think it would have fit in nicely on Celebrity Therapist, though, honestly. Oh, it's like, yeah, it's still like flowing in that direction of the Dow Boys, but uh, you ballsy sons of bitches. I don't even know what's going on there. This is the first track to feature the new lineup as well. Uh, Dan, the new guitarist. Yes. So, and the new drummer. Um, his name is not Marty, but everyone calls him Marty, so that's what I'm calling him now. Your name's Marty, bud. Sorry. <laughs> what else? Um, yep. Oh, God's Eyes are doing a October tour. So if you like that new album... They're doing an East Coast run, of course, starting in Amityville, Amityville Music Hall. That's a great fucking place to see a show, by the way. Yep. Like, I had a good fucking time. Some guy kicked my beer out of my hand and then immediately replaced it. That is one of the most endearing music experiences I've ever had. Then you put your monocle back in your eye, you're like, thank you, sir. Thank you, dear sir. Mm, yes. I was putting on a clinic that night, for what it's worth. What else, what else, what else, what else? Oh, yeah, uh, so Dead Soma, who are kind of like a frontier style band that you should definitely know about. I, I think that S- Dead Soma is, like, going to be one of the hotter bands in 2024 in our scene. Hmm. Prediction there. Okay. They've uh, they dropped a couple new singles, and uh, it's kind of like the glitchy, breakdown, heavy metalcore that, yeah, you might expect from Frontierer. So I think they're going to make some waves with their new stuff. I'm still stoked on fake Pollux. I can't wait for just like more music from those guys. Oh man, yeah, yeah I so good. Really, really wanted to get them to play the fest, but it just didn't work out for them timing wise. It was a bit too. Um, I think it was too adjacent to some of the stuff they had going on, or I think what it was actually is that they didn't have a drummer because Ty was around. Nate was Nate actually came to the fest, and then Ty showed up later for Sawtooth. But got it, busy boys. That's total Shinfo. Just for yep. bait. That's just for Levi and I. Yep. <laughs> daddy. That's just for Daddy. Also, we, we we cut it on the on the on this episode, and we're not going to cover it. But everybody also, uh, Blood Menace uh, came out with like ah, another fucking track. So yeah. just like it, it, like yeah, yeah. this is. I'm not sure if it's going to go on the podcast, but everybody in the chat just like go listen to Blood Menace. It's that dude from a uh, um, Hazing Over, over and then yeah, Shin Guard, yeah. Jake Yinchik, uh, yeah, who has yeah. got some fucking excellent vocal and guitar Production chops. Production still sucks. Ass, dude. It's I still will the say same the money. production is not good. It's like shoving it through like one speaker. Like it's very compressed. I think yeah, is dude. what it is. Fuck it. It's good. End of announced a new album, uh, "The Sin of Human Frailty," which is coming out on October twenty seventh. October twenty seventh is a fucking hot release day. You've got you could see Finder. Oh, mouth, mouth breather as well as going on a on a uh, northeast run as well. Oh, that? yeah, yep, that's yep. correct. Shout out, awesome. Yeah, Mouth Breather, um, they dropped a couple new singles as well. 
they're about to put out a new music video very shortly as well, within the next like couple weeks, as I recall. Awesome. Follow the Albatross. If you're from Brooklyn, you're probably aware of that band, Instrumental Prog. We were going to cover it this episode, but they kind of got squeezed out for mm-hmm. by some stuff where we just sort of took more priority. But you can look forward to that if you enjoy uh, some good instrumental prog. Going into these fall months, I think it's going to be a good problem to have. We might have too much music. Yeah, again, so... I think it's going to be pretty good. So in September, we've got Great Falls and Bear. In October, we've got Dreamwell, Euclid Sea Finder, and Ryle featuring Sam of Cult Leader. And the Callous Dowboys new EP on the 20th. And then, uh, yeah, we've got Dead Soma and The Falls with their pending... They, they both have albums, I'm, I'm sure, behind those singles. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. Okay. I think that's good. It's in this fucking shit. Yeah. Wrap it up here. So I guess that about wraps it up for the 104th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm Rico host, Levi. And we'll be back again in a couple weeks with some more sick underground bands. Good night and stay beautiful. Stay beautiful.